Hey, what's going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the 10 game NBA main slate on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I have a link down below. It is called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, an esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, and an NBA package as well. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching these videos or you're not familiar with Prize Picks, the idea is you take over under on fancy points. They will have second half contests posted sometimes. They will have fourth quarter contests posted sometimes, and they'll have just you know the full game contest. So, um, you know. For the stuff going on tonight, like Jason Tatum's projected for 21.2 fancy points in the second half. So it's like you can monitor that game. Right now, it's already looking like a blowout. It's like 21 to 7. So if that, if that continues, obviously, you know, you probably want to take the under there because you might not play the fourth. Uh, there, there's there's edges like that in these, uh, you know, second half and fourth quarter contests. Also, you can mix and match sports. You can play. They have golf. They golf. They have um, baseball. They have esports. They have everything you can think of. So. If you guys want to try it out, you can sign up and use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, also linked down below. You get a 100% match up to $100. So if you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with or a free $100. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys again for the continued support on these videos. We're again closing in on the 9,000 subscriber mark, which is really crazy to think about. So if you guys do enjoy all these videos, live streams, you can hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I'm live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow to go over everything, answer everyone's questions. Make sure to check it out. And let's try to aim for 150 likes. I know we're kind of reaching high, but um, let's aim for that on this video. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. All right. So enough of uh, me talking about you know intro stuff. Let's get into the video. Before we talk about players and the prices for this 10-game slate, <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready. Don't know if I'm ready to look back at Thursday's slate. I'm sure if you guys play DFS, NBA DFS today, you know what I'm talking about. All right, let's do it. So, this is my lineup here. Uh, Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Tristan Thompson, KCP, who picks up two fouls in two minutes. Draymond Green and Hassan Whiteside. I can get out of the way so you guys can see. All right. So, where do you guys want to start? Where do you want to start? I mean, I could break out the, the notepad. I, I took some notes. It's, it's over there, but... Uh, there's, there's no notes taken about this slate. Let's just start at the top. Let's start at the top, all right? Low-owned Trey Young. Shoots three of 17. Starts the game... O of nine. Bogdan Badanovich, the one bright spot in my lineup. Low owned, went for 51 fancy points. I told everyone in the Patreon live stream, I was like, hey, I'm taking a risk with this Atlanta walkie game stack. I'm gonna use Trey and Bogdan, run it back with Giannis. Well, Bogdan again, the lone bright spot. All right, this is where I am actually so upset. Giannis sent it to Kumbo. So, my um, 
my take now on NBA DFS is if a player is on a minutes limit, they are playing 40 minutes that day. If a player is not on a minutes limit, like Giannis, they are going to be severely limited. All day long. Looking for news on minutes limit for Giannis. Looking for news on minutes limit from Giannis. Nothing. Nothing. He's full go. All, all beat writers, full go. No limit. In a close game, 25 minutes. 25 minutes for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, yeah, I, I talked about punting both centers with Thompson and Whiteside. That, like Bogdan, I got right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's KCP as a filler, and he picks up two fouls in two minutes. And okay, now we got now we got to talk about the Lakers. All right, so probable, I guess, means you're out now. Let's, just, let's start with Andre Drummond, right? That, that's pretty big news. Probable all day long, good to go. Ruled out after lock. Obviously, you know, makes Gasol playable, makes Harold now play off, off the bench. And then, not only do we get Markeith Morris out, who was questionable, which like, I'm all right. You know, I didn't, I, w- I thought it was 50-50 whether or not he played. Dennis Schroeder gets ruled out, or gets from, from probable to doubtful. So, then I'm thinking, okay, are you kidding me? Like, I already have a lot of my spots locked up. Like, um, you know, with Schroeder out, obviously you got to look to like Kuzma, THT. I got to update everyone on Patreon. I got to, you know, get back to everyone on Discord. I do all that. Um, you know, I'm really tilting myself because I couldn't, you know, get a ton of Lakers in my lineup. I did, you know, originally pivot to Caruso, THT, and Gasol just because I was like, hey, I need some more Lakers here. And then... The story doesn't end. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, he gets ruled in. He gets ruled in. <laughs> so, again, just throw everything back out the window. Redo everything. And, yeah, that was the slate. So, <laughs> you guys can tell I am not too happy. But this is going to be a low-scoring night. This is going to be low-scoring for sure. I saw Bazemore. This is a you know only a fifty dollars single entry tournament. I saw Bazemore was the chalk. He was like fifty percent. He busted. Kevin Love was like thirty percent. He busted. Just a ton of busts. Like Steph Curry was just subpar. It is just and it's all this like just news. Such a forgettable slate. Uh, unless you know Tristan Thompson wants to carry me to victory. I don't think it's gonna happen, but um, who knows? So that's all I got, guys. Uh, what a tilting slate. Just. Just what a tilting slate. But uh, again, good thing with DFS. Another slate tomorrow. And oh boy, 10 games. Let me tell you, this is going to be one of the craziest slates of the year. It, it just is. <laughs> once once I get done with everything, you guys will see why. So I don't know why this Pacers-Jazz game is just being played at 2 o'clock. Not on the main slate, but just super weird that that game is just early game. Um, Pelicans-Wizards, a 242 over under. The Pelicans, one and a half point favorites. Hornets, Nets, a 224 over under. The Nets, 13 half point favorites. Nuggets and Rockets, a 224 over under. Nuggets, 8 and a half point favorites. Blazers, Spurs, 231 and a half over under. The Blazers, 1 and a half point favorites. And Knicks, Mavs, 210 and a half over under. The Mavs, 5 point favorites. Oh, I do want to show you guys this. I'm currently in first 
in best ball. Again, I have no idea how. Um, three days left. Three days left. I will let you guys know how this finishes. I am absolutely in shock. Again, missing my top five picks. And I might advance. Um, but all right, let's go. Uh, let's talk about uh, each team here. So start with the Pelicans. Zion Williamson, even at 10K, I think is in play. Again, phenomenal matchup. Is going to play 35-plus minutes. I do like Zion, even at that price. Ingram, viable as well at 8.5, but would rather get to Zion. Also, Lonzo Ball is in this lineup, which will hurt. You know, slight downgrade to guys like Zion and Ingram, I think. You know, Lonzo, I'm probably not going to get to him just because he's been out for a bit. Um, and it's just kind of priced up. But does, you know, slight downgrade to Zion, Ingram. Definitely takes blood, so completely out of play. Najee Marshall's been in and out of the starting lineup. Uh, in games he started, he's played over 30 minutes in two of the last three games. If he starts in this matchup, you could use him as a punt play, but there might be better value plays on the slate. There's there's a ton. Uh, let's move on to Washington. So Russell Westbrook, I also think, is one of the better plays of the slate. I think the slate is for sure, with all the value kind of opening up, it's setting up for that Stars and Scrubs build. Westbrook is always a star that you can feel really comfortable with because he plays massive minutes. Basically, it's a triple-double every single slate, and it's a good match, but it's a 240 over-under. So Westbrook, I think, is one of the best, safest bend-ups of the slate. Brad Beal at 8-9, that just seems a little bit too cheap. Again, he doesn't do as, as much of the peripherals as Westbrook, uh, but still in play because of the matchup. And then if I had to take a shot in one value guy for the Wizards, it would be Daniel Gafford. Negatives are the minutes, right? He's only playing about 15 to 18 minutes, but he's been a really good point-per-minute guy. Again, will he be needed? Probably not with all the other value that is on the slate, but he's at least someone you could use as a contrarian value play if you want to differentiate yourself from the field. OKC in Detroit. Can we just remove OKC from future slates? I really dislike this team because they're so bad and it's get blown out all the time. And But now they're playing a Pistons team that's also terrible and resting everyone. This is just going to be the battle of like two of the worst teams in the league. So we'll start with Moses Brown at 6.1K. Definitely in play for tournaments. Has gone for 37 and 40 fans points the last couple games. He's a good point per minute guy. Um, the issue is just the price, right? He's priced in the mid-range, which if you have like 6.1K remaining as the last piece in, I'm okay with it for sure. Again, I'm not afraid of the matchup against like Isaiah Stewart or Jaleel Okafor. So do us mention Moses Brown for tournaments. If I want to go to Lou Dort, can we talk about against the Utah Jazz? One of the best defenses in the league. Shoots 31 times, 16 makes, 65 fancy points for Lou Dort. I mean, what what is going on? Like, what? What? Um, you can take a shot on him. Ownership might be inflated after last game. If he's going to be somewhat popular, I am fine going elsewhere. Like Maldon, another guy that's like, sure, we'll play about 30 minutes. You can take a shot in for tournaments. I just don't think it's necessary. With There's a lot of value, and these guys in like the mid-range, meh, meh. So that, that's all I got for OKC. Moving on to Detroit. So they're resting like 10 people, and they still have like 20 guys that are available to play. Like seriously, they still have like, it feels like 15 guys on this roster. So uh, guys that are resting, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Kojo, Dennis Smith Jr., Wayne Ellington, Magruder out too. At the top, Josh Jackson at 5'3". If he does start, I think we get about 25 to 30 minutes. A fair play, a guy that is a good offensive player. Um, 
Sadiq Bey, I probably feel a little bit more comfortable with just because I feel like he plays more minutes. Uh, he's played 31 and 35 last couple of games, and he's a little bit cheaper than Josh Jackson. So I'm not saying Josh Jackson's out of play. I would just rather have Sadiq Bey, who I do like as a, a value play. I also have a good amount of interest in Isaiah Stewart. Uh, should start at the five, should play about 30 minutes if there's no foul trouble. In games that he started, he's been pretty good. So I do like Isaiah Stewart for value. Uh, Hamadou Diallo is a good point per minute guy, but the minutes just have not been there. Now, they're resting a lot of guys, so maybe he plays more in this game. Like, if Diallo starts, then I think we can get to him. If he comes off the bench, then it's still a little risky because, again, he's just not, like, teams just don't want to give him minutes. Now, the point guard situation is interesting. They still, with resting two point guards, they still have three point guards in this roster, and Killing Hayes, Saban Lee, and Frank Jackson. Now, um, Frank Jackson is, um, again, I want to see what they do with the starting lineup. He's at the flat min price. The issue, he's listed as a point guard, but he plays more of the off guard now with the Pistons having so many, you know, point guards. So not out of play, but I don't know if he's going to be a guy I look to. I think I'd rather get to like the true point guards and killing Hayes and Saban Lee. So killing Hayes, the rookie, he's listed at three, five. Um, I'm expecting him and Saban Lee to split the point guard duty. So I think we get like mid-20s minutes from both, which makes them both pretty decent value plays. Again, I have interest in killing Hayes. I have interest in Saban Lee at 3-1. Uh, I would assume he comes off the bench. But Saban Lee, he wanted that stretch um, when the Pistons had a lot of guys out where he would play like 20 to 30 minutes, and it was like really good. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Um, I do kind of like Saban Lee. Even if, he comes up, even if he comes off the bench, I think he's someone you could look to for value. So Lee, Hayes, firmly in play. If you want to get like super, super contrarian and maybe hope for some Isaiah Stewart foul trouble, I will mention Jill Okafor is a really good offensive player, a really good point per minute guy, but I don't think he plays more than like 15-ish minutes um, unless something happens to Stewart. So just thought I'd mention that if you want to like take a dart uh, in large field tournaments. Clippers and 76ers, just want to be a little bit quicker. Kawhi Leonard, still questionable. Um, if he plays, I have no interest in anyone. If he misses, you can look to Paul George as a uh, spend up, but I'm probably not going to get to anyone else. A lot of these guys priced off from last game. Um, so it's basically, it would just be Paul George for me, and that's it. There's no Kawhi. On the Philly side, it's Embiid for me at 10-5. Shot, ter- did not shoot well. 13 of 29 and still in for 64 fancy points. Um, in a close game, I think we get about 35 minutes from Embiid, so... I do like Embiid at the top. Also, Tobias Harris might miss. If Tobias Harris misses, keep an eye on the starting lineup. Like they could start a guy Korkmaz. He might be he might be somewhat popular. Um, that game, I think Tobias missed a few games ago. He went for forty one. My only concern with, with uh, Korkmaz is he's more reliant in the scoring. And if he's going to be pretty popular, uh, if he starts, then I'm I'm okay looking elsewhere. All right, Charlotte Brooklyn, another just headache of a game. Uh, so the Hornets, no Hayward, no Lamelo Ball. No Devontae Graham, no P.J. Washington, no Malik Monk. We'll start with Rozier at the top. I think it's an interesting contrarian spend-up. He played 43 minutes in regulation last game, one for 53 fans points. This is a really good matchup. If the Hornets are going to keep this game close, it's probably going to be because of Terry Rozier. I like him as a GPP play. Uh, there is some blow risk, though. Miles Bridges at 6'4". Also should play all the Mets can handle. I think he's fine in the mid-range. McDaniels has been a little bit of foul trouble recently. I think in a close game, we get about 35 minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. Uh, not you know a smash value play anymore, but still somebody to look to in the mid-range. Cody Zeller, Biombo, split the center minutes. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to get to either of them. And they're probably going to start a Martin twin. Uh, it was, what, Caleb Martin two games ago that had the big game. If he starts, he's someone you could look to for value, but he came way back down to earth, 0 of 5, went for seven fancy points. So if he starts, don't expect 41, um, 
but he would at least be someone that would be uh, playable if he uh, is in that starting lineup. All right, Brooklyn. So uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, um, really good matchup here. Again, a little bit worried about the blowout. Uh, keep an eye on Durant news. If there's no minutes limit for him, I think he's a pretty good play at 9-4. Again, there is risk, though, with the blowout. Kyrie, don't mind as a contrarian option. With Kevin Durant in the lineup, not as good of a play. Value-wise, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Last game, DeAndre Jordan started. Again, no more LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, Jordan started, played 26 minutes, had a big game. If he starts again, I think he's someone that we could use for value. Probably will get similar minutes. And Claxon off the bench would uh, probably get around 20 minutes. So keep an eye on that starting line. Whoever starts the five, do have a little bit of interest in for Brooklyn. Orlando and Toronto. So not a ton of love on the Orlando side. I think Wendell Carter Jr. in the mid-range is the guy that uh, I would maybe take a shot on. 31, 47 fans points last couple of games. Should get about 30 minutes. Um, and Toronto's missing a ton of guys. So... Uh, I think Wanda Card Jr. is an all right play in the mid-range. Yeah, there's no Porter, Bamba, Quashmol, MCW out, but they still have a lot of guards, and I just don't love the pricing on, on a lot of these Magic guys, so I'm probably not getting to anyone else. All right, Toronto, another fun team. No Siakam, no Lowry, resting for like the fifth straight game. No OG, no Trent, no Bembry. All right, so starting with Fred Van Fleet, who has been out for a while, is now in. Um... Nick Nurse has shown he will not limit players. Like, that's just what we've seen. When Lowry plays, he's played big minutes. So I assume with Van Fleet in, he will play as normal minutes, which means he'll be limited based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But my guess is if he starts, he plays as normal 35 to 40 minutes and is someone we can for sure look to at the top. Chris Boucher at 7-1. In play for tournaments, we know is a good point-per-minute guy. Um, I prefer, though, the price on Kem Birch at 3-8. Last game, he started with Boucher. He played 29 minutes. Sure, Boucher's about a point-per-minute guy, but it's a price point thing, right? Birch is 3-8, and Boucher is 7-1. Now, Malachi Flynn, with Van Fleet in the lineup, I think is still playable, but not as good of a play. Also, the price came up a bit, and I don't think I can stomach anyone else. Like, Stanley Johnson, Rodney Hood will get minutes. Gillespie, actually, how many minutes did he play last game? He played 19, was pretty good. Um, I mean, a large field tournament, sure, you can take a dart in him, but that, that's all I got for Toronto. Denver, Houston, it's a great matchup. So Jokic at the top looks good. There is some blowout risk even without Jamal Murray, but yeah, I think Jokic is a, is a guy we can look to at the top. Of the, of the mid-range guys, it's MPJ. He's been really playing well, really consistent, and has been their clear number two. So MPJ, I also like in the mid-range. Probably not get to Barton or Gordon. Uh, with the guards, it's going to be a three-headed monster of Camposa, Montemoris, Dozier. Montemoris started the last game, so if he starts again, he's probably the guy I look to first. But all three of those guys are at least in play. The backup five, it's been like a rotation with Millsap and McGee. Some games Millsap will get DNPs. Some games McGee will get DNPs. There's just no reason to take shots in them in this slate. Moving on to Houston. So also a team that's pretty short-handed. The starters should play big myths. Not necessarily the best matchup, but, you know, basically all five starters are playable for tournaments. Um, Wall is probably my favorite uh, guy. Got, got him a low ownership last slate. Went for 52 fancy points. He's just a guy that is super aggressive in the offensive end and demands a lot of usage in his offense. So Walls can train, spend up. Um, you know, Olenek, Wood, Kevin Porter Jr. They're all in play too because they're all going to play like 35-plus minutes if this game stays close. Uh, but no priority plays for me in Houston. All right, Memphis, Chicago. Jonas Valanciunas continues to play over 30 minutes. 36, 32, 34, 33. This is a good matchup against Chicago. I like Jonas Valanciunas even at 7-9. Again, if the plan is to play him over 30 minutes, I think he's still a bit underpriced. Don't mind Ja for tournaments. Minutes have been there. Production, 
mm, we haven't really seen a big, big game from Ja in a while, but um, do have a little bit of interest in him for tournaments. And then Brandon Clark, squash mode. If he's out, we can look to guy like Slomo, who does get a boost. Probably plays about 30 minutes. So Slomo would be a viable play in the mid range if there's no Clark. Moving on to Chicago. So no Zach Levine. Going to be interesting here. So Vucevic is going to be the clear number one on offense. He should get, you know, around 35 minutes. I do kind of like him. Uh, at the top, just because with Levine out, he should he should get a lot more usage. Minutes are trending down on Thad Young. I mean, Daniel Tice is also playing pretty solid minutes. I'm playing alongside Vooch, uh, 29, 27, 27, and he's still below 4K. I do think Tice is a pretty good value play. And then, you know, with no Levine, Santa Ransky's at 5'5", I think at least playable. Same with Kobe White. I want to see who they end up starting for Levine at the two. You know, I think Levine, I forget when it was, missed a couple of weeks ago, and like Denzel Valentine moved in the starting lineup, and he played well. Like I think it was this game against Phoenix, where he played like 29 minutes, went for 33 fancy points. So like, if if by off chance they start Denzel at the flat min, sure, you can have some consideration. The worry is, like, Chicago has a lot of guards now. Like Garrett Temple, they can dust off for some minutes. They have, you know, Ryan Archidiacono that, you know, might play a little bit. They have a lot of guys that, like, they could use. So, like, I don't think I touched the bench with the guards, but, like, whoever ends up starting for Levine, I think, is at least in play for value. Miami, Minnesota. It's a good matchup here for the Miami Heat. Um, Jimmy, Bam at the top. I think are both decent spend-ups. So would rather get to Jimmy than Bam, but yeah, both those guys are in play. Point guard duties, Drogic and Dunner split the time. I guess I give the edge to none. I think he plays more minutes, but don't love either of them. On the Minnesota side, not much here. Miami's kind of been a black hole. Really solid defensively. Cat is contrarian spend up. Edwards is a contrarian play in tournaments. He's can shoot the ball a ton, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to to anyone in Minnesota on the slate. Portland and San Antonio. So on the Portland side, Lillard, Lillard and CJ I do think are a little bit overlooked. I don't think either of priorities plays on the slate, but we know you know both guards should play mid-30s minutes. Um, so they're fine contrarian options. With Cantor Nurkic, Nurkic, I will mention, he did play 26 minutes the last game. He's a good point-per-minute guy. Like, if there's no minutes limit for Yusof Nurkic and he plays closer to the 30-minute mark, I actually think he's a pretty good play in the mid-range. Will we get news on this? Probably not. Um, but I think you could at least take a shot at Nurkic and hope he gets close to 30 minutes. On the San Antonio side, they're just... I just really dislike this team. You guys know that. You, you know that. There's, there's a few teams I really dislike. The Spurs are one of them for DFS. It's just like, when they're fully healthy... I just put my hands in the air. DeRozan, Murray, White are all in play for tournaments. Probably one of those guys is a good game. DeRozan has been the most consistent. I just don't think I can stomach anything on, on a 10 games like this. And finally, Knicks and, and uh, Mavs. I think Randall is a contrarian spend up. Looks pretty good. He just continues to play massive minutes. Should get about 40 minutes. Also, keep an eye on Nerlens Noel news. If Nerlens Noel is out, we could look to a guy like Taj Gibson who started and played 35 minutes last game. So, I actually would have some interest in Taj if there's no Noel. Um, so it's Taj and Randall, and that is it. On the Dallas side, I'll make this really simple. Basically, no interest. Luca, Porzingis, it's a terrible matchup. You know, it's a revenge game for Porzingis if you're into that, but there's just better spend ups in the slate. So that's going to do it for the Team Die Team Breakdown, guys, and that's going to do it for the video as well. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed the content this far, I would really appreciate if you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know, on the live. Again, it will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys. Let's hope for a less tilting night, and I'll see you tomorrow uh, in the live stream.